Welcome to Produce Talks. This whole business is based on relationship and friendships. Food is darn simple. What can we do? What are other countries doing? How important it is for industry to be talking about this. We're going back to the farm. We're going back to the whole food. Hello and welcome to Produce Talks, the CPMA podcast. This episode, we feature a panel of women in produce and recognize the achievements of women leading the promotion of produce in Canada. Earlier this year, CPMA partnered with Grocery Business Magazine to recognize some of the exceptional women in the industry. The Grocery Business article was released in the March-April edition, and the 10 outstanding women recognized in the article included Angela Santiago with The Little Potato Company, Ashley Pinto with Loblaws, Muriel Thibodeau with Sobeys, Jane Rhino at Highline Produce, Lucy Foss at Nature Fresh Farms, Trudy Oberfield with Nature Source, Michelle McMillan at Thomas Fresh, Lindsay Young with Federated Cooperatives, Carly White at Walmart Canada, and Tammy Vautour with Metro. And joining on this episode will be three of those women, Michelle, Lucy, and Ashley, after a quick word from our sponsor, Nature Fresh Farms. Hey everyone, it's Sarah from Nature Fresh Farms. We'd like to congratulate all the women in produce nominees for their achievements in the produce industry. As women's engagement in agriculture grows, we continue to encourage diversity and inclusivity, supporting all women who strengthen the industry. To learn more about the amazing women at Nature Fresh Farms, visit our Grow Two People page at www.naturefresh.ca. So joining me now on the podcast are three of those women, Michelle McMillan, Ashley Pinto, and Lucy Foss. And I'm going to ask that each of you start off by introducing yourselves to our audience, talking about your roles and background in produce. But first, I also want to say congratulations to all three of you for being recognized. So Michelle, why don't, we, why don't you uh, get us started with the introductions? My name is Michelle McMillan. I am the Director of National Accounts for Thomas Fresh, Inc., uh, we are a uh, produce uh, grower packer shipper uh, that is situated mainly in Western Canada. Uh, I was brought on as the director of national accounts to service the larger chains who all have their head offices here in Ontario. So uh, three years ago, they decided to put feet on the ground here in Ontario, and that is my role. I spent about 37 years in retail uh, between two major retailers, A&P, which for those who aren't aware is now Metro, and Sobeys. Uh, I came to be involved in produce uh, during my tenure at Sobeys when I looked after the private label portfolio of produce and some of the larger deals, such as the bananas, pineapples, and clementine deals, uh, which are obviously are not private label branded, but uh, they were part of the portfolio as well. And three years ago, I opted to uh, leave the retail side after 37 years and um, jump onto the selling side, which is where, I've, where I landed at Thomas Fresh. That's great. How about uh, Ashley? I'm Ashley Pinto, and uh, I actually wear three different hats. So uh, my full-time job being a produce procurement category director, sourcing and procuring root veg, uh, pumpkins, and salad bar globally for all stores coast to coast, uh, building on vendor partnerships and growing programs to support sustainability. Uh, the second hat that I wear is I'm a co-chair for the Learning and Development Subcommittee for Go For The Women at Loblaw, which is a pillar that supports and elevates women. And then lastly, I'm a board of directors for the Quebec Produce Marketing Association representing Loblaw, where we focus on industry issues and bring awareness to the consumption of fruits and vegetables. 
Um, so over the 20 years of my retail produce experience, I started off at store level. Um, and then while attending post-secondary education, I was offered um, a part-time job at Loblaw. And, uh, and 16 years later, I'm still here. So through brand recognition and advice from my peers, I'm, I'm glad that I chose uh, that temp position to work through Loblaw. And um, it's, it's gained me uh, immense exposure to this industry. That's great. We'll, we'll certainly talk more about the Go Further uh, Women at Loblaw uh, program later on in this episode. Um, Lucy. Okay, hello, I'm Lucy Foss. Um, I'm a product development specialist at the Nature Fresh Farm. Um, I joined Nature Fresh Farm three years ago as a purchasing and product development. And about one and a half years ago, I transitioned to my um, current position as product development specialist. With my current role, I'm responsible for sourcing innovative packaging with a special focus on sustainable um, packaging. I started working in produce industry about eight years ago as a packaging coordinator at the greenhouse. My original passion was an environmental education, and that's what I studied in the school. So I stayed in the area for four years. Then um, I worked in manufacturing industry as a purchasing agent. This is where I learned about purchasing. Then I moved to Canada and my very first job I had in Canada was a packaging coordinator at the greenhouse. And I purchased dry goods and managed the inventory. So this is where I learned all about produce packaging. And this is how I started working in the industry, produce industry. That's great. No, I think it's a great panel that we have uh, across across the sector, across Canada, and uh, you know, c- covering all sorts of areas from procurement, sales, packaging, sustainability. So I'm really looking forward to this panel and this episode where we're recognizing the leadership and the achievements of women in our industry, such as yourselves, um, and talking about women in produce as a topic. And I'm going to start with a great quote from the Grocery Business article from Olean Smethurst. She says, our industry recognizes and appreciates people who are authentic, passionate, and driven, while success within it comes from having expertise, creativity, and confidence. I've personally found that being a woman in a male-dominated industry is an advantage, not a challenge. Women in produce have multiple opportunities to shine, as have the honorees, many of whom I know. So it's a great quote, and I think there's an important question there that that is is important to unpack, which is, do you see the produce industry as being male dominated, and what does that mean for women in produce and, and women in the produce business? And it's it's Ashley. Um, so, sharing from a place of honesty, yes, um, it still is a very dominated industry. Although we've made great strides through, you know, some amazing initiatives and programs through CPMA and internal programs uh, within Labla, we are moving the dial to ensure that we are driving female representation. But what it means for us as women is that we need to elevate one another and we really need to encourage our male counterparts to make room for us at the table. Um, and in that same breath, it just means that it's exciting for women that there's untapped opportunities. It's also equally important that we're focusing on education of women in this industry as well, beyond those customer service roles. So uh, showing them that when they focus on their personal growth, they can succeed in executive roles. Uh, when I started out in this industry, a lot of leaders that I looked up to didn't look like me. I didn't see very many females in this role, so I didn't think that it was possible. 
Um, what became pivotal for me in my career was seeing Sarah Davis become appointed president at Loblaw. That was definitely a huge inspiration for me and for so many people that, you know, whether they were internal or external, it was a great accomplishment to see within this industry. So, um, you know, it's, it's encouraging women to want to make those sacrifices and focus on becoming what they want to be. Michelle, Lucy? Yeah, I, I agree with Ashley that it is still to a degree a male-dominated industry, but it is evolving. Um, and I think it's something we, I uh, am a, a member of the education committee at CPMA, and some of the activities that we talk about is, uh, you know, the, the ideas are to get into the universities, maybe the high schools to talk about careers in the produce industry, simply because a lot of people don't think of us. They're not, we're not necessarily top of mind uh, for job opportunities post their education, even though we all, all of our companies need the same type of marketing and finance and everything else that every other company needs. So we, we, we talk about trying to do better with that. And the Passion for Produce program, uh, having been on the board since 2010 uh, and very recently reelected, uh, I've watched the Passion for Produce program with CPMA uh, grow over the years and the demographic become much more balanced as the years go on. And, and it's very interesting because the, the nomination process and the selection process for that program is completely blind. So the fact that the demographic is, is getting more balanced speaks to the fact that more women are applying for this program and that their skill set is being recognized and uh, being being awarded uh, in, in being selected to be part of the program. And over the years, uh, through my retail career, uh, when I first decided that I wanted to be in the management program at the retailers, female store managers didn't exist. And, you know, I set my, my sights on being one of the first ones. And I, and I ended up being that, being that in our organization. And, you know, to see that change over the years as well, I walk into so many different retail operations these days. And there are as many, if not more, female managers than, than male managers, which for me is, is very exciting. It's, it's quite an accomplishment for all women that these changes are taking place. And it's it also exemplifies the fact that there are opportunities for females in all industries. As, as long as they set their sights on something, there's an opportunity for them to be considered for those roles. And it, it's not as much of a fight as it may have been at one time. Mm -hmm. Definitely. No, it's, it's all good points. And I mean, there's a lot of themes there that I think will we'll continue to to unpack over the next uh, little bit here around, you know, empowerment, community, mentorship, leadership, um, all, all driving change. Uh, Lucy, do you have anything to add? Um, yes, I agree with um, Ashri and Michelle. Um, this industry is still male-dominated, but I definitely see a shift to being more balanced with men and women. I used to see more males in like sales office and on the production floor, but now I see more equal gender ratios throughout the company. And I, I also agree with Olin's quote. That's a great quote. Um, being a woman in a male-dominated industry could be um, an advantage. I don't see it as a challenge because this is a great opportunity for us women to bring our unique, diverse perspective to the company and the industry. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it, it's it's... Reminds me of a picture. So there's there's a couple pictures in in the CPMA offices from like back in the 40s and 50s, and I think that this goes for a, a lot of industries. Um, but and this was back when CPMA was was then the Eastern Canada Fruit and Vegetable Jobbers Association, 
and there's a crowd of maybe 50, 60 people. And it's all, it's all white men, of course. Um, but I, I, you know, I think that, that, that goes to the history and, and I think the change that many industries, you know, have, have been seeing over the years and, and continue to see, um, and, you know, I think it's it's conversations like this that that, that are important. So, Ian, Ian yeah. if I may, yeah. you, you talk about the pictures uh, for a lot of the memorial type articles and whatnot that were done when Frida Kaplan passed away. Um, there were so many pictures of her with nothing but men in the picture. Yeah. She yeah. was you know, she really was the pioneer for for women in the industry. And she set the tone for for and the, the stage for women behind her to follow in her footsteps and, uh, you know, not worry about the fact that you might be the only woman in the room, but, you know, embrace that fact and embrace the fact to Lucy's point that you can bring a different perspective to it. And I mean, she did it with poise and grace and, you know, didn't have to necessarily be one of the boys per se. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I think, you know, she is one that we should all aspire to the successes that she had because she was, she really led it for all of us, if you will. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Michelle and, and, and for Ashley and Lucy too, are, are, are there any other pioneers? I, I mean, uh, Ashley, you mentioned Sarah Davis, of, of course. I mean, one of the most powerful and influential women in, in Canada. Um, are, are there any other women that, that come to mind that, uh, that you would consider as pioneers? I would say Angela Santiago. Uh, you know, she's, she, she uh, has taken over the business uh, that she and her father started and, and is running it now. And uh, I, I very much consider her uh, a pioneer as far as women leading produce companies uh, in the industry. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So uh, another great quote from the article, the future offers great opportunity for women to consider a career in produce with doors opening like never before. When more women ascend to leadership roles, they become role models for the next generation. Every one of these nominated women fit that description and deserve the ultimate credit and thanks. And that one came from Michelle Broom from the OPMA. Um, and th- this was alluded on a little bit earlier, but how has the industry evolved for, for women over the years um, that, that you've been in produce? Um, and, and do you see those those opportunities for leadership and, and for women to thrive uh, continuing to grow? Um, so I, I've absolutely seen the industry evolve. Uh, and again, it's through through women elevating other women um, and understanding that we don't need to fight for just one spot. So even just through the ability of being featured as a top uh, woman in produce or an outstanding woman in produce, you know, we're bringing education and spotlighting these outstanding women um, that have paved the way or that have, you know, thrived to expand um, in this in this industry. So, you know, this this also builds on our platform. It allows us to expand our network and connect uh, with new diverse individuals to then continue uh, our learning journey. Um, so it just continues to evolve as we bring the education forward. So and, and opportunities uh, through the top women in produce. Absolutely. Yeah. Lucy, Michelle. Sure. Um yeah, I absolutely see this change, um, even within three years. Comparing today and three years ago, which when I started working at the Nature Fresh Farm, we have more women in leadership position, even in non-traditional position, like um, director of logistics, ERP manager, and operations manager. And it is 
very inspiring to see these women are being successful in a company. And um, yeah, this motivate other female employees to follow their path. So do, do you see do you see leadership uh, and, and, and women in leadership roles? Do you see that as a catalyst for change? I would say, I mean, absolutely. It's a catalyst for change. And it's, it's, it's something that, you know, Lucy talked about the last three years, but even if I look back 11 years um, from my time that I've been uh, involved with the industry, the evolution of the industry embracing female leaders has been uh, astounding. And even if you look at right at farm level where, you know, family farms are there, they've got, they may not have a son or they have sons and daughters and often they go off to university and get their university education and turn to come back and run the farm. So they're, you know, the, the, the girls in the family often are the ones coming back to take over the farm, which is not something that you heard of, you know, 30, 40 years ago. It's, it's more of a new phenomenon, but they've gone off to get their education prior to that so that they can take that farm to the next generation of farming. And it's, it's, it's keeping up with all of the changes in the industry in order to make that farm sustainable. So I, I think that's an important element of it as well. And we're seeing leaders, Lucy touched on it as well, in non-traditional roles, um, you know, like I said, running farms, but in research, sales, marketing, being leaders of associations, um, QA product development. They, we, we see women leaders all across the full gamut of areas in the businesses, which is great as opposed to what we may have seen 10, 20 years ago, which there may have been much fewer uh, leadership roles in, in these areas. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, I'll jump on that and I'll mention Lucy in, in, in your role as, as a product development specialist leading the project for the compostable cucumber wrapper. Congratulations on, on that project. And I mean, that's, Thank you. that's a great, great example, right? Um, yeah. Um, it took us several years to finally be able to introduce that first generation 100% home compostable film to North American market. So we are very excited about that. Um, and now we are working on that second generation film that will have a better compatibility with cucumber wrap machine. So going back to your question about catalyst, um, I learned that for women to continue to advance in agriculture industry, um, it is important that they receive visibility, representation, and decision-making power. Um, these all act as a catalyst for change and helping women to reach those leadership roles. So I'm just going to go back to the article, and, and there's another great quote from Angela Santiago uh, about company values. And it's translating our company values into real behaviors in the workplace may not be easy, but it is really the only way to go if those values have any worth at all. This requires a kind of vigilance and attention that keeps us on our toes. So looking internally at at your company's past and present, um, how can company values company initiatives have an impact in, in driving change in the workplace and, and in the in the industry? Yeah, company values play a large role in driving change. You know, our, our company values the diversity, equity, and inclusion, and it's invested in pillars to drive change within Loblaw and, and really make that call to action. So Loblaw has four main pillars when it comes to our DEI space, uh, one being go for the women, 
which you know elevates the the woman's profile. We have Embrace Your Roots, which focuses on you know culture and ethnicity. We have a Proud to Be Me pillar, which focuses on the LGBTQ community, and then we also have the Able pillar, which supports those who require accessibility. So, I think it's important that we're focusing um, on all of these pillars and these values to ensure that not only just women, but people as a whole are feeling as though they have a space and that we're, we're driving change. Um, we should also focus on various stages that women go through during their career as well. So, you know, we need to be looking to eradicate systemic barriers for all stages of women, whether it be, you know, encouraging them at entry level with mentorship programs, um, supporting them when they're growing their families, planning for their retirements. There are so many milestones that women will go through that require different levels of support uh, that are equally important to their values. So I think it's important that our values play into driving that support. That's great. Yeah, no, and, and I mean, looking at DEI across the board like that, I think it's it's incredible. Yeah, and I know I've said before, like, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done, uh, but removing those systemic barriers and, you know, affirmative action programs and working with our HR counterparts to ensure that we're well, well represented um, and then ensuring that we're investing in these types of programs to remove those barriers. So it's one thing to understand what the barriers are, but actually putting in the action and investing time into these programs is what's really going to drive change. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, Lucy, how do you think company values uh, have an impact in, in driving change? Lucy, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, I feel diversity and inclusion is always core part of Nature Fresh Farms culture. And they are very successful creating this culture throughout the company. And with this um, company, we feel it does not matter where you came from, what kind of background you have. You will be successful if you are committed and a hard worker and love what you do. So this kind of culture leaves a door wide open for all kind of people looking to join a company. And um, I see each employee share the same value and respect and accept each other. And this makes us feel safe to speak up our opinion. I'm going to just say this is my personal experience, but um, I'm a shy person and English is not my first language. So I used to afraid to speak up in a meeting or ask questions, but um, I realized that they, my coworkers and my management, they listen and value my opinion. Mm-hmm. So now I'm not afraid to ask questions and I feel encouraged to bring new ideas to the table. And I believe that this is the power of a diverse and inclusive culture. You know, so we make a better decision and we come up innovative, bold ideas. And we see better outcomes when we include diverse perspective. Totally agree. Totally agree. And I mean, it just goes back to those themes of, you know, em- empowerment and collaboration that, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that DEI can really bring out. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Michelle? Uh, I think in any successful company today, you have to have everybody living the cultural values of the organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the hiring practices in today's world, um, cultural fit is as much uh, is as of much as much important as skill set 
when they're when people are assessing candidates for their uh, their roles because it it can be you know skills you can teach cultural fit you cannot necessarily do um and it it allows you to build strong teams because everybody's working with the same mindset of of in- inclusivity and treating people well and at the end of the day if you, anybody it's human nature to want to feel like you matter you're heard you're appreciated your contribution's important and i think fostering that type of an environment only leads to a more successful environment because people feel motivated to do better. Yeah. Yeah. So before we uh, wrap up uh, one last question around mentorship. So what, what role has mentorship played for you in supporting your careers in produce? I've had a lot of mentors over the years and I would not be where I am today without those mentors going back to when I mentioned earlier about my aspiration to become a store manager uh, at the time, you know, I would get laughed at, uh, literally laughed at when I suggested that that's what I wanted to do. And yet I had a district manager who took me seriously and said to me, well, you want to be a store manager? Let's make you a store manager. And he worked with me. And over the course of a number of years, I elevated to successively higher positions. And then finally, got my own store and he had long since retired by the time that happened. But lo and behold, I got a congratulatory card in the mail from him. Still don't even know how he got my address, but (laughs) he sent the card in the mail saying, congratulations. I see you finally, you finally made it. And uh, I knew you would. And for me, that was incredible. And it was, he was just first of many over the years uh, to support me and guide me and redirect me at times when, um, you know, when they felt my approach wasn't, you know, quite what it needed to be, you know, none of us is perfect. And I think that's part of a mentoring program is to, you know, build you up on your, uh, your assets, but also make you aware of your weaknesses and how you can correct those and be, be, be a better person overall. And I would say over the years, I've had, a, you know, a couple of mentors who have helped me in that direction and, and helped me uh, really uh, inc- uh, expand my career opportunities. And, uh, I'm very, very thankful for each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. So, Michelle, how does that reflect when when you are the mentor? So when, when you're speaking to other young professionals, um, other younger women uh, in, mm-hmm. in produce, how, how does that reflect? Well, I think you're able to um, impart some of your knowledge and some of your experiences with them because they may be experiencing some of the same uh obstacles, hurdles that you found yourself going through and just giving them some ideas of approaches that you've taken to try and, uh, and get over those hurdles. Um, and as well, guiding them in, um, you know, even in things like work-life balance and not letting yourself become consumed with your career and whatnot, because as much as that's important, there are a lot of other important things in your life too, and you need to try and find that balance. So it's, there are a lot of things that, um, you know, questions that I get asked and we all did. I remember the year we did the, the uh, panel before the speed to mentoring. And uh, that was one of the common questions that came up about work-life balance and mm-hmm. families. And, you know, um, Ashley talked about it herself with, you know, supporting women as they expand their families. It's, it's really about taking your experiences and trying to help somebody else find navigate a little more easily than you did and maybe not uh, having some of the pitfalls that you did that you you know you've learned from but if you can help somebody else avoid making that mistake uh, you know i think you're doing your job as a mentor Mm -hmm. that's great yeah ashley 
Yeah, absolutely. I would definitely have to agree with Michelle. Like for me personally, uh, a mentorship has had a profound impact. So early in my career, I really wish that I would have focused on finding a mentor sooner than I did. Um, so that would definitely be my advice to newcomers uh, to seek out those mentorship relationships. That um, really did help me propel much faster in my career once I did. Um, and it doesn't necessarily need to be a formal uh, mentorship. It can really be informal as well. So, you know, and it also can be a peer. It doesn't necessarily need to be a hierarchy effect. Um, it, it's great to have the mentor for support, to bounce ideas off of, to learn from, um, from their experiences that they've been through and for someone to advocate for you. So if I'm not in a room and there's opportunities that come up, is that person willing to put their hand up for me and, and advocate for me? Mm -hmm. um, so luckily for me, I've had the opportunity to have both. I've had, you know, a very impactful male mentor uh, over the course of my career, uh, as well as a female mentor. And uh, they're both equally important. So the male mentor really was the one that elevated uh, me to where I am today. Uh, he understood some of those systemic barriers and, and pushed me uh, in order to, to find the confidence in myself that I had lacked. Um, and he really helped instill that confidence, uh, which in turn, you know, uh, propelled me and had me uh, apply for opportunities that I, I otherwise didn't think I was suited for, but uh, ultimately was doing that already in my current role. So mm -hmm. he helped uh, me see things in myself that I wasn't necessarily seeing. Um, and then later in my career, um, I had a female mentor. And again, she's been pivotal in my career really opened up opportunities that again, otherwise would not have been presented to me. Um, it really allowed me to expand my culture journey. Uh, it made me become a better leader, a better mentor, uh, a better colleague overall, and really just learning from the experiences that she paved for me and for so many other women in this industry. Um, so I'd say most important part of these mentor relationships is that you have someone to advocate for you. Um, it opens doors to networking. They really provide you with constructive feedback. They're willing to humanize you when you've made some mistakes. Um, and then they'll be your biggest fan when celebrating successes. So um, I would say mentorship is, is pivotal when it comes to um, expanding on your career. That's great. Totally agree. Lucy? Um, I have found that uh, industry organizations such as CPMA have helped to um, elevate and recognize women's role in the industry. And events organized by um, them plays a big role in connecting women in the industry by sharing um, knowledge and experiences. And I feel that that has become a great form of mentorship for many of us and help um, each other to succeed. Like for example, I had a chance to attend a Women's Fresh Perspective conference in San Antonio a couple of years ago with my uh, coworkers. And not only we got to know a wonderful woman in a produce, but um, also we built a stronger bond with my coworkers. We traveled together. Then this bond, um, became a mentorship. And I can say that this is one of the most valuable thing to have to thrive in the, the industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you build that sense of sense of community. And mm -hmm. um, thank you all, uh, Michelle, Ashley, and Lucy for joining this panel. It's been really great. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for the discussion. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks again to Lucy, Michelle, and Ashley for joining this episode, and congratulations again to all of the women recognized. We'll put a link to the Grocery Business Women in Produce article in the description to this episode. 
Until next time, fill half your plate with fruits and veggies, continue to seek out new knowledge, and basically never stop growing.